Welcome again to this sacred mirror session. And thank you everyone for calling in your intentions, giving voice, even though it always feels not quite right or maybe inadequate. We try to put words towards our heart's deepest aspiration. And I just want to appreciate everyone stepping into that challenge. And I heard intentions for discipline and right effort, kindness, rigor, to really do this and to honor this essential spiritual work of undoing the habits of mind. Sitting in the fire. Giving up what is extra. Knowing for oneself the truth. May we, throughout this week and throughout our lives, remember to support each other in upholding these intentions as we create community across time and space. I want to start tonight by sharing the story of Kakuzan Shido. This is a story filled with mystery and some magic. And like any retelling of someone's life, it's a story. Stories can inspire. They can remind us and point us back to the deep truths and paths that we each walk and questions that we hold in our hearts. This story is also the story of a practitioner. It's filled with determination, with faith, and with vow. Kakuzan Shido was born in 1252 in Kamakura, Japan, into the powerful Adachi family, a family of warriors. She was married young and was a lady to the regent, to the shogun, one of the most powerful people in the country at that time. She learned the ways of the samurai before age 18. And she and her husband, who were wealthy, were patrons of Zen. They donated a significant amount of land and money to found a great monastery called Engakuji. And then at some point, her husband, while still quite young, fell ill and thought that training at the monastery might help 
restore his health, which didn't happen, and he died at age 33, the same year that most of her family was killed in a ruthless battle. Shido, Kakuzan Shido, in despair, in grief, but also maybe in truth, affirming maybe a deep longing she had and never was able to actualize because of her family's wealth and propriety, shaved her head and became a nun and studied with the head teacher at Engakuji. Despite being at that time the only woman, she did have a very a sincere relationship with her teacher. And after years of intensive training and probably much harassment, the monks at Engakuji were known for um, being a little ruthless. She was given Inca transmission, permis permission to teach a holder of the lineage, which was a pretty big deal uh, for a woman at that time. And because partially of her family name, was able to uh, build a temple across, basically across the street from Ngakuji called Tokeji, where she trained nuns. Now, another story intersects this story of Kakuzan Shido and that is the story of the great nun Shogun, another powerful warrior who lived decades earlier than Kakuzan Shido. Nun Shogun, also known as Ama Shogun, Mother Shogun, had powerful visions. In one, the voice of God spoke to her in a great mirror, telling her of a coming rebellion she listened to this voice and was actually able to stop a rebellion because of the warning. She was honored for her wisdom by the Shogun at the time, and a great mirror was constructed that was six feet in diameter. Imagine that. Imagine being in the presence of a mirror six foot in diameter. This mirror was installed in the Shinto, sh Shinto shrine to the god Hachiman. Now, somehow, for some reason, Kakuzan Shido, decades later, got a hold of that mirror, six feet in diameter, and installed it in the temple Tokeji, in what would become their mirror hall. We'll read a little bit more of her story from um, a book called Women of the Way, Stories of the Women Ancestors by Sally Tisdale. Kakuzan Shido looked at the mirror every day as she walked to and from the meditation hall. And then one day she stopped and sat meditation right in front of it. 
After that, she moved her cushion into the mirror hall and did all her meditation there. It was curious. She had done a lot of zazen. She had Inca and deep understanding. She had at times felt as though everything was clear all the way through, clear, clear to the bottom. But in front of that mirror, her mind kept flitting, resting and flitting away like a moth in the garden, like a sparrow whose head is never still. She looked in the mirror and saw what? Nothing, everything, her own face and body. She looked in the mirror and noticed her eyes flitting, her hands trembling a little, her posture shifting ever so minutely every few moments. She looked in the mirror and tried to be still, to hold the gaze of her own eyes perfectly still, unmoving like a statue. She tried to be like a picture. She tried to sit like a tree, like a rock, like a dream. She knew how to hold herself still and bright and relaxed and upright and serene and strong all at once. She knew how, but in front of the mirror, it was very difficult. Finally, one day with eyes open and seeing herself, she could hold herself utterly still and soft just for a moment in the presence of the mirror. After that, her mind began to relax and move less, flit less and less quickly. She began to see through the reflection, through the skin and the eyes and the face and the reflection to see nothing, empty, full, the mirror was clear, clear as water, clear as air, clear as the sky, clear as the truth. No dust could alight. Shido wrote this poem to express her understanding. If the mind never rests on a single thing, nothing can be clouded. If the mind never rests on a single thing, nothing can be clouded. No need to talk of polishing. For many years, nuns at Tokeji sat meditation in front of mirrors at least once a day. The practice was called Tokeji Mirror Zen. Eventually, that particular mirror disappeared during a clan battle that crashed through the walls, but it was replaced with another mirror and then another. All of her students for generations upon generations practiced this mirror Zen. They would sit with this question, where is a single thought, a single feeling, within this mirror image that I gaze? Where is a single thought, a single feeling 
within this mirror image where I gaze. They had their own insights. They wrote poems expressing their understanding. Eight generations of Abbas's poems were collected and became koans, teaching tools for later generations. We are picking up this lineage practice this week, mirror gazing. mirror gazing some something so simple something we've done for much of our life to one extent or another seeing the image of the face in the mirror mirror gazing as a meditation practice invites us to include ourselves our whole selves, to fundamentally love ourselves and to see beyond appearances, to embrace our uniqueness, each face on the screen in this room, each person, a time capsule of causes and conditions of insights and experiences. And Zazen, meditation, invites us to see through, to see past, to see beyond our conditioning, our judgments, to go right to the core of who we are, and in doing that, to embrace all that we contain. Kakuzan Shido, looking at her reflection in the mirror, saw nothing, everything. We are more than what we think we are. The mirror can show us this. We contain multitudes. Mirror meditation session can show us this. To embrace all we contain like a mirror, a mirror that non-judgmentally reflects. Isn't that so? Anything that comes in front of a mirror is just shown as it is as it is. What a beautiful phrase to let things be as they are. That is the power of this practice we're engaging in together, to let things be as they are. No labels, no right and wrong, good or bad, beautiful, ugly, to let things be as they are, what a gift. A mirror reflects, holds, reveals, allows all that comes in front of it. And our, our zazen is like this, our mind is like this, our awareness is like this. During this session, we'll be exploring the teachings of mirror 
What happens when you look in the mirror? What happens when you look in the mirror? We'll get an honest reflection and we'll sit in front of the mirror longer than is comfortable and start to really see. See beyond the minds darting around to imperfections, wanting to change the face. Seeing beyond, learning to be still, learning to look ourselves in the eye and see the mirror itself. What is the nature of the mirror? What is the nature of mind itself? Oh, every day at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, we will receive instructions on mirror gazing. Jogan and I will be giving those instructions. For now, as we settle into Sashin, and please feel invited to do mirror gazing as often as you'd like, and we'll choose just that one block per, the, per day to do it together. But as we settle into this Sashin, and all Sashin, all retreat, it takes time for the mind to settle. So I invite you to ground attention in the base of the body. That sense of being rooted, being held by the earth, the contact points the body is making with the floor or seat. Establish this connection every meditation period. Feel this connection as you're walking, either doing walking meditation or walking through the day. And in the meditation period, when you're not using the mirror, practice a soft, open gaze. Receptive eyes aware, aware of the visual field, taking in the visual field, not so concerned with objects, a relaxed gaze, like a mirror, mind and attention like a mirror. Feeling body connected to earth, floor, seeing, allow experience to be. Instruction so simple and this takes effort, determination. I like this phrase, enthusiastic perseverance, devotion. We sit affirming our, our intention, letting go of past, future, judgment, anxiety, 
Letting go, meaning not pushing away, but letting go of our involvement in the thoughts of future, of past, in the thoughts about our lives outside of this moment, breath, body. The thoughts about our bodies, the thoughts about who we think we are, letting go of our involvement in those thoughts takes devotion, takes enthusiastic perseverance. Please endeavor to practice with all the love in your heart. As a great Indian teacher, Deepama, would admonish her students, she would say, be willing to give up your body and your life with all the love in your heart. So let us support each other with the strength and determination of a bodhisattva warrior, a warrior of tenderness, compassion, and sometimes a fierce love. Like Kakuzan Shido and her descendants, Oh, please stay grounded in direct experience, in tune with the wonder and miracle of each unfolding moment reflected in this heart, this heart, your heart.